Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. And I hope that you're having a good Wednesday, because here we are, the middle of the week, even though maybe for some of you this might be the beginning or the end of your week. But I'm very glad that you're sharing it with me today. So this whole entire week, we've been talking on values and that personal value system that we need to really, truly be our own best version. And we spent a lot of time Monday and Tuesday just talking about what values are and how we want to implement them, how we want to put it together. And I'm going to take a little bit more time today to give you some specific, very specific ways to create your own personal value system, some very concrete ways. And I know that we talked about, you know, we have personal, a personal value system, a spiritual value system, you know, a, a physical value system, an intellectual value system, and, and a relational value system. And, and, you know, we can organize it in so many different ways. We can do an overall value system. But, you know, your value system is an integral piece of your personal life puzzle because it really defines what values you care about most. And it helps you to streamline decision-making. Because when I know my own personal value system, it's a guide, it's a, it's a compass, it's true north. Always is leading me toward true north. Even though I may pick a circuitous route and go on many different tangents, my value system, especially when it is God-based, is going to really get me to where God has called me to be and to use my time down here on earth most effectively. One of the biggest points that we made yesterday is that your value system has to be attached to your conscience. And we as Christians want our conscience to be attached to the God conscience because he's the one that knows truth. Truth, complete, complete, pure truth. And he's the one that that knit and wrote a value system into his creation. This is why even though someone may not purport to be a Christian, they may adhere to similar value systems. So when your values are defined, you feel a better sense of direction. And you get more clarity. And you mindfully navigate your purpose. Now... This was from an article that I found that I really enjoyed, and it's called Notable Living. And so this, I I integrated a couple of different things throughout this, but this is a synopsis and some additions to this. But I really wanted you to have just the resource. So, you know, there there are four top steps to defining the value system. And first of all, you need to embrace your own personal value system. I mean, you really need to take ownership of it. And have it truly be yours, not someone else's, not your parents. Now, you may take from what your parents taught you. You may add to, you may take away from. You may take from what your church has instilled in you. 
you may take some of what society is, is purporting to be of value. But the number one thing is it's yours. So you need to own it. Hone it. Integrate it. So when it comes to career and relationships and health and spirituality and social life, it's really common to pass through each of these major life themes without a strategy. And this is a life of happenstance. This is not as effective of a life than one that is actually focused and committed and has direction. So the sooner you embrace whatever that value system is and know that it helps to navigate, your life is going to be less chaotic, smoother, easier in some ways. Now, it may be hard in terms of taking some a stance when it comes to your value system and it, it may not be actually supported or encouraged, but you're going to have more clarity and you're going to have more confidence. So the first thing is you really need to take time to define it. And if you're someone like me, I have a tendency to want to do everything in my head. I have a hard time sitting down and actually physically writing something down. I like to just think about it and get it organized in my head and there I have it done. But there's something about really touching something that makes it real. So when I write these things down, this is why writing goals down works. And we've talked about this before, the study of, of goal making and how your brain is a GPS. And when you write the goal down, it's like putting the address in the GPS of your car. When you physically write it down, your brain says, oh, she wants me to make this happen. And my brain begins to formulate a plan for me. So I want you to schedule about a half an hour to sit down and really define your value system. So you want to cut out as many distractions as you can while you really deep dive into this. And choose a time that will really kind of let you disconnect. So you want to turn off your phone. You know, you want to not have the TV going or music going while you're doing this. You want to make sure that if you're in a family situation that your family members know this 30 minutes is a sacred time. So unless there's fire, broken bones, somebody's not breathing, you need to give me this 30 minutes. So one of the things that this guy does that I really like, and I've used this before, is, is you create this, this like, this value system circle. And you kind of have an opportunity to actually see the values that, and see them right in front of you. And, and the goal is to really visualize this balanced life. And when we look at the life of Christ, this is one of the ways that he was able to accomplish as much as he did. Because he knew his value system. He knew why he was here and he knew what he was committed to do. And it better, he was better able to say no to things, walk away from people that really did need healing. He didn't get snagged. He didn't get stuck. He never lost sight of the vision and he never betrayed his value system. So you might find that certain things in your life outweigh others. And this kind of gives you an opportunity to make needed modifications because as we go through different decades in our lives, different um, generational times, different phases, the value system may change some. 
So when we have little kiddos, that may be different than when we've launched our children and they're now adult children. So the emphasis may be different. We may need to reevaluate that. And I really encourage you to do this because many times we have parents that are still over-involved in their adult children's lives and their adult children are not able or willing to take on their own life. So you kind of modify these and add some of your own and, and take away some, emphasize others. But the importance is that you visualize the values. And if you can't visualize um, in your head, see, some people visualize better in, in their head. Others need to actually see it concretely. This is why we want to write it down. So you want to kind of create this circle. And you're going to have one quadrant is social, one quadrant is personal, one quadrant is professional. That's like development and finances. Another one is health and wellness. And another one is spirituality. And so when we look at health and wellness, it says, where do I want to be when it comes to my physical, mental health and, and wellness? And what are some positive changes that I need to make? And I need to be realistic. If it's a weight issue, if it's um, uh, my appearance and I'm aging, I need to be really realistic. I want to be the best version of whatever age I am. And I need to be realistic at what I can achieve. And this is going to be an ongoing maintenance issue. This does not mean that there aren't peak times. Like maybe you want to take on hiking, you know, Kilimanjaro. Okay, well, you're going to have to really take a year to prepare for that. But you're not going to necessarily live as a hiker unless you're obviously a professional athlete or something. So when it comes to professional development and finances, what am I looking for in a career? Do I need to make a career change? How much money do I need? And where do I want to be five years from now, 10 years from now? What am I doing with my finances for the future? You know, who knows? It may not matter. Jesus may come back tomorrow. But because we do not know this, we need to be responsible. And the Bible talks about this, the storing up of things. But we don't want to store things up with such a tight grasp that that's where our security lies. Because our security truly lies in our relationship with God. So that leads us to our spirituality quadrant of this circle that all works together. And that's how am I going to incorporate more spirituality into my life? What am I really committed to? And we all know that spirituality and religion can be different, even though our spirituality is typically walked out through religious practices. So you want to make sure that you're in the right religion as you practice your spirituality. And before you kind of abandon your religion, you want to say to the Lord, I feel like I'm spiritually changing, God. I'm either tightening up or I'm lightening up. And I don't know if this quote-unquote church, this denomination, this religion is really fitting my, my soul and my spirit right now. And you have to understand that's not a sin to question this. This is imperative when it comes to your relationship with God and having a fully 
activated spiritual relationship with God so that you are flexible enough to move in the direction God wants you to go. Think of how the Apostle Paul felt. He was the, the, one of the highest ranking Pharisees in the Jewish religion. The Sadducees and Pharisees ruled the Jewish religion. Imagine the pain and the fear, the trepidation he had when he went from being Jewish to a Christ follower, a follower of Jesus, and he believed he was the Messiah. Imagine the pain and the fear that came in that switch. So I don't know how many of us are going to ever face that big of a switch. There are a lot of people in, in different cultures that are facing that right now that are really making that switch. We have amazing reports from missionaries all over the world that, 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 that Christianity is exploding in what would otherwise have been very dark cultures. So you want to ask yourself, are the religious practices I'm doing and the spirituality that I have from it life-giving? Am I excited about God? Am I looking forward to the next day as to what God has for me? Is my spirituality vibrant? Is it life-giving to myself, to others? And if it's not, you may want to evaluate that. And then this last quadrant that we have in this circle is the personal growth. And that is directly related to our spirituality. So how would I like to grow on a personal level? What kind of literature or activities can I embark on that cause me to grow as a person? And I will tell you the truth, one of the greatest ways to grow personally is sacrifice. Maybe I need to give more money somewhere. Maybe I need to give more time. Maybe I need to go on a mission trip. Maybe God has laid my neighbor on my heart and I need to share some of my life with my neighbor. Whatever it may be, what's the personal growth issue? What am I shrinking back from? What do I see? What are the areas that have maybe gone stagnant in my life or I've kind of gotten a little bit lazy? Now, the second thing, when you go through this process, I want you to find someone, a safe person, someone that you respect, and I want you to share this with someone. You need to share this work. You need to ask for some feedback. Because your value system, that sketch, is so that you can put it on display either in your home or your desktop, wherever it will remind you often of what you value. So that you always come back to center. And, and I, I, I was studying, you know, um, the earth. And, uh, we, you know, I kind of, I'm a very metaphorical, analogical person. So I like to look at things in analogies. And I, you know, because we are made from, we come from the earth, we are kind of our own little planet. And, and the center, the inner core of the earth is solid. It's made of iron and nickel. It is so solid. And that's what we want. We want our inner core to be solid as it moves out to the surface of the earth. We don't want the surface to define the inner core unless the surface matches the inner core of my being. Because the inner core is what holds it all together. So it's imperative 
that I really work on that inner core part of me. So think about this. Think about how you are going to really define your personal core values. So we want to have these core values and we want them to, to be built to last. And we want to test them through daily decision making. So here, I, I want to give you some, you know, when, when I use a personal core value system, you know, this is part of that one quadrant in, in the circle. I use my personal core values to help me make decisions. They're guidelines to keep me true to myself and to keep me out of trouble. So one of the first values I want to have within my personal value system is truth. See, some people are very skilled liars. I have to tell you, I am not. My face gives away everything and so do my eyes. And I really function best when people are direct and honest with me. Because I can handle honesty. I don't like being shocked and surprised. Truth is necessary. God says he wants truth to the inmost parts of our being. Do you know how powerful you are? And how much you can change the world? And how different you are from the world when you are a truth teller? And I'm not talking about brutal honesty and just, just saying whatever I feel like saying. That's, that's childish. That's immaturity. That, that's someone with no filter. I'm talking about telling the truth about myself in appropriate times. I'm talking about willing, willingness to tell the truth about myself. One of the greatest gifts we can give one another that Jesus gives us is when I tell the truth to Christ about who I really am and what I'm really struggling with, when I tell the truth to another person who I know I can trust, I finally have a safe enough place to look at myself and to be able to say, I need some help in changing that. Because that really doesn't fit the real me. That's my fallenness, and I need to fight it. So this idea of truth needs to be one of your really defining character qualities. Because no matter how alone you may feel at any given time, you won't feel lonely because you will be attached to yourself in a way that causes you to be proud of yourself, to be able to trust yourself. And that's what causes people to be safe. See, if I can't trust my parents when I'm growing up, that's a very insecure feeling. If I can't trust my partner, if I can't, in business, if I can't trust my, my partner in my most significant relationships, if I can't trust my children, if I can't trust my boss, it's a very insecure feeling. But see, when I can trust myself, if all those other people are untrustworthy, it's not nearly as frightening. So secondly, we really want to work on consistency. Credibility is critical. When I am consistent, that creates security as well. That also creates respect. That also helps to concretize, solidify, and make systems that I interact with secure. When they no, they can depend on me. I am consistent in what I do. 
So I pay attention to what I say, to what I write. I don't like taking things back. That doesn't mean I haven't had to. But I really try to be consistent in my behaviors, in my interactions with people, in the work that I do, so that there's a common thread. So if someone were to say, well, Cynthia Hyatt did so-and-so or said such-and-such, most people would say, ah, that doesn't sound like her. That's a really amazing thing when people can say that about you because you have built consistency into your life. Because hypocrisy is deadly and, and it is really rampant in our society. We do not have value systems that actually connect. We have disconnects, so that gives us a lot of double standards. So it's okay for me to do it over here, but over here, I don't do it. So it's okay if we do it here, but if you do it over here, I'm going to moralize that situation when I actually did it over here. So when I use justification inappropriately and justify inconsistency, justify lying, that's breaching a core value. And that's like earthquakes in the earth. That's tectonic plate shifts. That now all of a sudden the ground I'm standing on inside of myself is not solid. So I want to also work on these personal core values. So what are some exercises that we can do? So one, we talked about this writing things down. So what I want you to do is I want you to list three of your greatest accomplishments. And I want you to look at what have been my greatest moments of efficiency? What is my style of efficiency? So what are some common rules and themes that you can identify? Because this helps us with the consistency issue. When we look at efficiency, when we look at themes that go through our life, as to what makes us the best version of ourselves. And then I want you to really think through and describe some of your greatest failures. What have been those things that when you think back, you get that sinking feeling in your gut and you just go, oh, that was not a good moment in my life. Or that was not a good year. Or that was not a good decade, right? What are some of the greatest moments? What are some of those failures? And what are the common themes that showed you what that failure was about? Was it people-pleasing? Was it fear? Was it exhaustion? So you took a shorter route? You cut some corners? You just took the easy way? What was part of the, the bedrock of that failure? I like this. Uh, I, I, I like, I've read a lot on, on Mahatma Gandhi and it's quite, quite a man, and he um, purported to know Christ. Now, I don't know where he is with his, where he is with God. I, that's not for me to figure out. But he had some of the most amazing revelatory ideas. And I'm going to leave you with this. He says, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny. So I want to encourage you today 
to be your own best version. Identify your unique makeup, why God has you here. And create that system that guides you, that leads you, that grounds you. Have an amazing day today, and we're going to talk more about your personal value system. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.